0: Well, if you want any real friends, you better start standing up to authority, or you'll end up lamer than Ben Stiller's career. This Christmas, the
1: fuckers are on the
0: move. Sorry, but the job's in Montana. In Montana, here I come.
1: Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro in Bute Fockers. <sighs> That's right, Butte Fockers. As long as you keep paying to watch, we'll keep farting them out.
0: Welcome to episode sixty-seven of the Geek Generation. I am joined in studio by both a returning Mike Foley. That's
1: right, I'm back. The and, real Mike uh, is here. <laughs> oh, the, the, real the real Mike. Oh.
0: And uh, Brian Lipsitz. How Hello. are you, Brian? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, so, first things first. I made my plea to the audience a couple weeks ago about donations.
1: Oh, I thought about buying you birthday gifts.
0: Did? You? <laughs> oh. Well, I, I did that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But I, I Shame guess, plug. I guess something resonated. Wow. with the audience this time because this is the first time we've got an influx of donations. So I just want to say to the audience awesome. that you guys are absolutely awesome because uh h- how much do you think we got in the last
1: couple weeks donation wise? I'm gonna I'm gonna say hundred and twenty five bucks. I'm gonna know. say fifty. It's in between. Oh. Wow. Good. So we That's
0: actually good. got sixty five dollars donated. That's in, cool. Which is fan frickin' tastic. Oh, awesome. Even the, the more impressive feat is that was only between four people.
2: Holy cool. crap.
0: So nice. that means there were some heavy donation yeah. amounts in there. So I want to thank Kendra Kaczynski.
1: Oh, Kendra. Our, one of our new writers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Kendra from Cleveland, as right. the listeners might know her, who is also one of our new uh, a uh Girl Among Geeks. Yep. She's been writing that article series yep. for us. Uh, Matthew Boyd contributed who's been a writer in in previous shows superfan chris tong of course so superfan <laughs> well, super if he didn't he even. wouldn't be and uh, and g1 sent us another g1. donation as well oh, nice so i have to thank all those people as well as a special thank you to superfan chris tong who already got me a birthday present yep yep, yep. to add to my growing pop vinyl figure collection <laughs> so now i have batman nightfall batman superman joker and now robin which the superfan sent me
1: and that, that is, is absolutely
0: cool. fantastic. I can't say thank you to him enough. But my birthday is coming up this Saturday.
1: Oh, so for is those, it now? Yeah. So for those people who
0: wanted to send something still, the com slash wishlist, they can send me something that comes right to me. I was thrilled by all of that stuff. It's so yeah. cool when the fans like really, really step up and get involved like that. Yeah. So we've been we've been apathetic in the past, and even that that little piece right there is more than enough than I could have ever thank hoped you very for. Much. Yes. Yeah, thank you, thank you guys. So Blu-ray and video game releases. Although this this week, I feel I should rephrase it to just Blu-ray releases <laughs> because the video game stuff. The only major yeah. release stuff that I saw was all DLC. Yeah, there are no like big games coming out. No, that's like February or end of January. Maybe. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, so Blu-ray releases on January seventeenth, the Ides of March. Hmm. which was the Ryan Gosling, George Clooney movie directed by George Clooney. And actually it was pretty damn good. Yeah? Yeah, I saw it recently. I really liked it. Uh, It's a very political movie. Uh, Clooney's character is running for president, uh, or will be. Mm -hmm. That's what they're working on. And Ryan Gosling plays his campaign uh, one of the campaign managers. This Although, vaguely
1: th- familiar. There's
0: a great cast. It's uh, also got Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Nice. And Marissa Tomei is in it. She Ooh. does keep her clothes on this time. Uh. But, yeah. <laughs> but she's still very good, even though her role's not even that big. But yeah. overall, it's a really good movie. I enjoyed it. That's where I heard cool. about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also abduction, Mike. Uh, <laughs> that
1: abduction. wonderful Tale
0: of a movie that we went to the premiere of. Did you really just? Yeah, you didn't. You don't remember that? I was
1: so much better off. Were you just not on the episode the when I we talked remember. about the premiere that we went to? I don't to? Think
0: so.
2: No, I don't I'm,
1: think he was here for that. I'm blanking really? out. I don't no. remember.
2: It's all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of the loop. That's all right. It was well,
1: exciting to go to a premiere,
0: but I heard I'm assuming the
1: movie. But it was, was a not. letdown that it was that movie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had
0: watched the entire red carpet streaming live from L. A. with Terrence Southern hosting. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, wow, I did not know any of this. Yeah. All right,
2: I feel... Although we were we hey, were unprepared. Brian,
0: welcome. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Brian's like, I just let it slide that I don't listen to any shows I'm not I on. Lo- <laughs> I listen to them, but are apparently not. Uh, oh, great. man. Okay, so, uh, what else we got? Uh, January 17th, that's pretty much it. January 24th. Wow.
1: Is this month... All- is this, like... January is mean, like a yearly thing. Like January, they June. figure
2: yeah. most people have bought everything, you know, Christmas gifts and stuff.
0: and All the holiday shopping yeah. has been done. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Now it's like return season. Uh, January 24th,
1: 50-50, which oh, is I the uh, was,
0: Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt, yeah. Seth Rogen. Actually I, written by Seth Rogen, I, one of his I friends.
1: wanted to see it, but then I'm like, oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. I, I was or, like, or, either he's going to live or he's going to die. You have to be one of those kind of moods. Yeah. Either way, it's,
0: I saw it. going to cry at some point. I, I really liked it. I don't, it's, it's a tearjerker, but not as much as you'd probably expect. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I, I thought it treated it very realistically and fairly and was nice. still funny at times. So, yeah, nice. it was actually very well handled. And, you know, I'm not a Seth Rogen fan. No. no so. I don't really care for him either. But I love Justin Gore. I love it. Yeah, he, was, uh, he was awesome in it. Uh, Real Steel, which I haven't uh, seen uh, yet.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the I'm Hugh sad. Jackman Rock'em Sock'em Robots go from movie. Wolverine too that 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 Come on, it got me.
2: it didn't get as horrible reviews as i thought it was going to but yeah i don't know
0: yeah Still. did either uh, of you see it no okay. not yet and uh not lastly never plan to okay. paranormal activity three
1: i saw that did that's you? the only one i've seen
2: i saw i saw one and i think i saw part of two but i didn't see three i'm probably not gonna see four
1: i thought it was good yeah thought it was well done it was pretty creepy
0: I haven't bothered with cute. any of them, but yeah. you know me. Oh well, yeah, they're, you're not up here. Uh, oh, it's like, just
1: creepy because you're watching yeah. the whole
2: thing from like like a video, like a what, okay. uh,
1: a lot of it is. Yeah. done. is it like a
0: Blair Witch Project ish like that? I just
1: sort of, but not. Um, but it's just so well done, it's really creepy.
0: Yeah, hmm. I'm not going to see it. <laughs> 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 Either way, not going to lie. Uh, so instead of. Doing the listener mailbag next week. We're going to take care of it this week because we want to save as much time for Chris Core as possible. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple emails to go through here.
2: Oh, my God. You've got mail.
1: You bastard.
0: Our first one comes in from actually a new writer on the site as well. uh, Hunter Etherington. He is up in Canada and he has been doing some do it yourself project articles. Mm -hmm. He actually has one. Uh, that he just sent to me the other day. He's going to be building a uh, Skyrim cosplay costume. Wow. And he's going to document the whole process in step-by-step articles on the site. Wow. So be on the lookout for that stuff. Uh,
1: All I can picture is that video. Which one?
0: Oh, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't worry. That was awesome. that That was the greatest thing. Uh, I think that'll be uh, a geek out next week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that'll definitely come up. There's a teaser for people. Yeah. yeah Skyrim yeah. coming up next week. Yes. Uh, so anyway, Hunter writes. I just have a brief opinion on your discussion of digital versus tangible comics that we had, which was yeah. a great discussion that yeah. came out of nowhere. I-, I loved how it kind of seamlessly just. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am part of the group of people that started buying the new Fifty Two on my iPad. I do love mm-hmm. to collect books, comics, Lego, and collectible collectibles. But with the rise of the availability of digital versions of books and comics, I have become a much more discerning collector. When I see a book or comic that looks like an interesting read, I stop and think to myself if it will be worth going on my shelf. For an example and point of reference, I was really excited for The Nerdist Way, and that was definitely a hard copy purchase. But books like The Hunger Games series, which I am curious about reading, but I don't think they are worth taking up the space on my very limited shelf space. That is what I really like about the digital market is that it allows you to easily consume a lot of written content without carrying a bag full of books. Makes sense? Also in response to the comment made that eventually we will start carrying around a device instead of books and kids of the future will not know what books are. I think that is false. When I heard this statement, I thought about Star Trek. They use data pads for reports and all sorts of other ship business, but Picard would often read a hardcover novel in his quarters. There will always be a place for physical mediums, but digital is the logical way to go and only great works will need to be recorded forever in tangible form. So I think it's safe to say that not only is Star Trek an accurate depiction of our future, right? but uh, it's also worth saying that Twilight will never be in hardcover form then because only great works will oh. be. <laughs>
1: Well Good, said. Point. Yeah. Well said.
0: Good point. Well said. So uh, even though obviously Star Trek is not the definitive thing, of, yeah. The well, if Star Trek does it, then that's the way the future is going. Yeah. But he's absolutely right. I think there's always going to be a place. Mm-hmm. I'd rather for have a book cover. in my
1: hands or a comic book. I agreed. Yeah,
0: agreed. Yeah, comics. Stay I don't cool. like reading digitally. Yeah.
1: Computer screens enough. Yeah. They
0: even have like so many people pirate comic books on the computer. Yeah. And I had downloaded a digital version of a comic before, and it was just. Awful to read on my computer screen. It felt so wrong. Yeah, you yeah sliding from panel to panel that way and not seeing the full like I don't know. I just didn't like it. Uh, yeah, at all. I agree. But a uh, great email from yeah. Hunter there. Thank um, you, Hunter, our next and last email comes in from Superfan Chris Tom. The Superfan. <laughs> the super fan. Uh The Superfan's not happy this week. Believe it or not, he is a little upset.
1: He's pissed. He's uh, a little
0: upset. Uh, this email is concerning the latest show. First off, I misunderstood your definition of a guilty pleasure. I consider a guilty pleasure something that you love to do, but know there is something better that you could should be doing. So in other words, yeah. we should probably just hang up our hats right now. Stop recording <laughs> because I'm pretty sure there's something better that I should be doing. Could than be this. <laughs> there's always something you well, should yeah. be doing better. I should be just working out nonstop every day and eating right and just yeah. Anyway, uh, it's okay. I think guilty pleasure is a weird term anyway. It is. So there are so many definitions. I think it's an individual thing. It is. It is. So even though it didn't necessarily fit my definition to him, it's still a guilty pleasure, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second, I'm not sure if it was Boyd's intention, but I feel as though he was unfair to some of us geeks out there. I know I'm not the only person that listens to your show that feels this way, but here goes. We don't enjoy being called, quote, mindless people, jackbooted idiots, simple-minded, apathetic people, or asses. That was not cool. I've talked to a few people that feel the same way, and we've all come to the conclusion that Boyd sounds like a pompous ass when he's in (laughs) front of a mic. If it's not something that he likes, then it's garbage. Well, to each their own. But why alienate your listeners? I can't listen to any more shows that he is on. I'm sorry, not after this. Also, I play the Call of Duty games to relieve stress and kill time. That's it. But you know something? I still love playing. Take care, Rob. Um, I actually do I have a lot of friends That play Call of Duty
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And while Boyd is very welcome To his opinion It did not come across well
1: Uh, No it didn't I wasn't on the show I get to listen to it it, Well we listened to it in the car The day before you aired it You let me hear it And we were talking So I didn't But I picked up on little things But I listened to it myself
2: It's kind of weird When you're in, in studio though Like I didn't When he was talking here It didn't seem as But then when you hear it It's sort of like You hear it for like, I, don't know, I I thought I I agree. It kind of came off much more like even in on. studio. I thought it was kind of
1: mean. It came uh, across yeah. as almost a direct attack. Well, it, maybe it like-
2: I, it's probably because I know him so well, and he, he just does these things. And he, I don't think he like unconsciously it's for me to attack you, but he just sort of has like these blunt like. Blunt comments, which come off really bad.
0: <laughs> well, the the biggest issue is that it was a vague umbrella statement that included yeah. everybody who plays Call of Duty Exactly, games. Right. which made no Instead sense. Instead of narrowing it down to the specific group yeah. I think he was actually referring I, uh, exactly. to. Exactly.
2: I think he meant it
0: differently than it came out, but I'm not going to try to defend it. I mean, he yeah. just said what he said, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Well, the, the biggest problem with stuff like that is that it wasn't funny. No. Right. Like, we, we've we all called people assholes on this show. <laughs> you're war an asshole. You're another. An right. Yeah. But if, if it was intended to be funny, yeah. it didn't come across no, that I don't way. Think it, I don't think it was yeah. intended to.
1: Uh, and that was the whole thing. It did, yeah. it came across, like I said, as a direct attack. Like, it was like, oh, no, you're just an asshole. Yeah. yeah. And not, so, in a funny way. Like, oh, yeah. oh you know. I mean, I'm not going
0: to say that Boyd's never going to be on a show again because I like having him on or else I wouldn't have. But Who's
1: Boyd? I, listen, I could have sworn you had Lars Ulrich from Metallica on the show.
0: <laughs> he was making <laughs> that comment while we were I listening. I swear to
1: God, it sounded like, I was like, wow, they got Lars on the If you track, listen to Boyd's voice, this.
0: he sounds a lot like Lars. Does he really? He does. He does. We That's were waiting for him to Mars. start drumming in the middle of the episode. <laughs>
1: I was like, "All right, when's he going to rip on Napster?" <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: So, uh, your your feedback is warranted, super fan. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't agree with everything you said, but at the same time, I'm I'm willing to consider what you said and take it into consideration. Absolutely. So everything has its time and place, and we all uh, yeah. get angry at times. Mm. So, <laughs> I'm not going to have him write a formal apology because that's super lame.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you will write this apology and come on air and apologize. It's super
0: the lame when people do that on TV shows and whatnot. Uh, so, with all the listener mailbag stuff out of the way, it's time to hop into the news. And your news for January 16th, 2011. In celebration of James Bond's monumental golden anniversary, MGM Studios and 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment have unveiled Bond 50, a collectible box set featuring all 22 James Bond films on Blu-ray disc for the first time in one complete offering. The longest-running film franchise of all time, the Bond 50 collection marks the debut of nine James Bond films previously unavailable in high-definition Blu-ray. Fans around the world can pre-order now with participating online retailers. What's we do have a link for? on the site. Uh, two hundred, which is about ten bucks. Movie, which is actually really cool. Yeah, two hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm pumped. There weren't a ton of them available in Blu-ray before yeah, this. There was Casino
2: Royale, yeah, all Blu-ray,
1: Quantum of yeah. Solace. These are all so Blu-ray. $10 now. blu Blu-ray disc. Yeah, that's pretty good.
2: Yeah, and they're taking all the special features from the the last DVD release they did of all of them. They had two disc special editions, where they had a, a whole disc full of special features. So they're porting all those. So you're going to basically have everything in one package. And there's also going to be more special features um, exclusive to this set as well.
0: Yeah, I actually went on Amazon the other day looking for Goldeneye on Blu-ray because it's one of my favorite yeah. Bond movies, and I couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was never done. But now here it yeah. is. Now, my hope is... That they are going to release them individually. I'm sure they will. I would hope so. I, I'm sure they're going to
2: do, you know, like a six-month to a – and then, you know, kind of like they always do with everything. They'll release them singularly. Like they've
0: done that for – Because I don't really need the world. is not enough. Yeah. But,
2: but come I do on, want Goldeneye Denise Richards and... as a nuclear physicist. And I was like <laughs> – Wait. I do that need, makes like, perfect sense. Exactly. Mm. Why, why wouldn't you – Moonraker. Yeah. And, there's a lot of yeah. bad ones. Yeah. I like Moonraker.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've never watched a Bond movie. Bits and pieces. But really? nev- I've never seen a whole one. Mm-mm. No. I've noticed. Not even to. like Casino Royale or n- no? no. Wow. No. Honestly, it I just think. doesn't work for me. I think when you you fall into two categories, like when you look at an action star, yeah. like he's in the suit. I'm like, this doesn't work for me. Like yeah. I'm more of like the Terminator, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. or like a Sylvester Stallone action star. Yeah. Or action hero, as opposed to the I get that the guy who's in the suit all yeah you know classic. I
0: think if anything, then you should watch the Brosnan movies because that was more of the traditional action hero yeah, than I any agree. of the other Bonds. Yeah. and Goldeneye. How many was did he do? Like four of he them did or three? Three. 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 Yeah. uh He did Goldeneye. He did tomorrow, Die Another tomorrow,
2: Day. Tomorrow, tomorrow Never. No, Tomorrow
0: Never Dies. Oh wait, and, not Die Another Day. Well, tomorrow Never. Di- no, no, he did Die Another Day, but that was a la- lot. Oh
1: okay. And tomorrow
2: Never. Uh, no, he did and four, the world is not yeah, enough. He did four. He did four, and then
1: he stopped, and he's done nothing since. Pretty much. Well, they, they
2: he wanted to continue, but they wanted to. No, remember
0: it, after he stopped or in the middle of being Bond, he did uh the Thomas Crown Affair, which yeah. was like almost a Bond movie. It was movie. pretty much a Bond movie that wasn't a Bond movie. Yeah, <laughs> even though it was a remake. Well, I
1: remember seeing the the trailer for that, thinking this must be a Bond movie. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, well, it's not. It's not. It's just. Not. Like a, it's just
0: okay. a- Uh, Let's see what else. Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment TT Games at the Lego Group are teaming up once again to announce that Lego Batman 2 DC Super Heroes will be available beginning summer 2012 for Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Nintendo Wii, and Windows PC, as well as the Nintendo DS, Nintendo 3DS, and PlayStation Vita. So this is all over the friggin' place. Whoa. The game is the sequel to the best-selling Lego Batman the video game, which has, to date, sold more than 11 million units worldwide. The game complements the brand-new, recently-released LEGO Super Heroes DC Universe toy collection. The line includes five construction sets, such as the Batcave, and three buildable, detailed action figures. Where were you when I was a child? (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) I want to buy them now. (laughs) Uh, In LEGO Batman 2 DC Super Heroes, the dynamic duo of Batman and Robin join other famous superheroes from the DC Universe, including Superman, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern, to save Gotham City from destruction at the hands of the notorious villains Lex Luthor and the Joker. Batman fans of all ages will enjoy a new and original story filled with classic Lego video game action and humor as players fight to put the villains back behind bars. The game also allows players to explore all new areas of Gotham City, utilizing a variety of vehicles including the Batmobile and Batwing. In addition, they'll be able to fight for justice by mastering new gadgets and suits, such as Batman's power suit and Robin's hazard cannon, and using all new abilities including flight, super breath, and heat vision. And obviously that's referring to Superman. Right. But um, (laughs) I am
2: friggin' excited. for (laughs) Honestly, I had not. I knew about the sets because when I went to San Diego Comic-Con, they had the sets out. But I never knew they were making. I had no idea they were going to do a video game. It makes sense to do a sequel and add the new characters. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm pumped.
0: The first Lego Batman was awesome. It was so good. All the Lego games are insanely good. The fact that it had the
2: Danny Elfman soundtrack playing the whole
0: time was awesome. There's so many good ones to choose from too. Yeah. Like depending on what you like, and they're all just as good as the next. Yeah. The only they have I, the Harry Potter, yeah. they have Indiana Star Jones, Wars, Indiana Jones, Batman, Pirates of the
1: Caribbean. Yep. I'd so rather it's... play Lego WWE. That'd be better than <laughs> WWE 12. It's true. Probably would be. Although I don't know how it would fit oh, yeah. into the gamut. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be great. It, it would be
0: it. entertaining. I'm not I, gonna.
2: Lie. I, I would like to see a, a Lego version of CM yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like how many different arenas
0: can you build with yeah. Legos? Though you right. know. Right
1: well, I think it's <laughs> the road to WrestleMania in
0: Legoland. Right? Oh, it's better than the road to WrestleMania in WWE. Oh, <laughs> oh THQ, which I still can't. I can't get motivated to play through the rest of it. It's yeah. just I'm in the Triple H story, and I just don't care. <laughs> You're just like I don't. care. <laughs> yeah, I just like don't. Care I don't care any what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, keeping with the superhero stuff, Disney XD has announced that the somewhat delayed Ultimate Spider Man animated series will premiere April 1st. And no, that's not an April Fool's joke. <laughs> forming the centerpiece of a Marvel programming block that seems similar to Cartoon Network's DC Nation. So similar, it's like ridiculously Is the this same. Is saw at
1: uh, Comic Con? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. The,
0: the Spider Man and yeah. the Marvel presentation. Yeah. Cool. Uh, called Marvel Universe, the block will also include new short form animated series, live action interstitials, and the return of the Avengers, Earth's Might heroes of which the season two premiere was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Were you telling me? Was yeah good. So good. Fantastic four and doom in there. Oh, that geez. was good. Yeah. That was good. Uh, announced in April, 2010 ultimate Spider-Man is inspired by the acclaimed Marvel comic by Brian, Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley and boasts a creative team that includes Joe Quesada, Paul Denis and Bendis himself. I am so pumped for this. I mean, you got Paul Dini
2: the guy, but one of the main writers behind Batman the animated series. Guy's a legend. Yeah, you got you know Brian Bent, Michael Bendis who wrote the comic and is still writing the comic, and you know I just can't I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. And I'm, I, yes, it is a direct ripoff of DC
0: Nation, yeah. but I'm looking f- more forward to this than the uh, the DC Nation. I think. Dare I say, Spider Man's humor reminds me very much of Deadpool. In this series, because yeah. he's breaking the fourth wall yep. all the time yep. and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to April
2: first. Yeah, it looks really good. Same day as WrestleMania though, so I'm gonna have to make a choice now. <laughs> WrestleMania is April first. Yeah. Hmm. No, it was on April Fool's joke. Yeah. I was gonna that's say. I was, was trying that. to come up
1: with something. I don't I think that's good. gonna be uh, the whole thing. They're like, "Ha, ha uh, John Cena and The Rock really aren't fighting. We,
0: gotcha. it's a, we got you for the last year." Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Remember when Rock said that he was actually coming back to the he WWE? Lied. That was <laughs> April <laughs> Fool's joke. <laughs> it's all on you. Uh, this one, maybe you can fill us in a little more on Brian than yep. some of uh, the other stuff. But in a simple one-line statement on DC Comics' The Source blog, the name of the mysterious hooded lady has been revealed. Quote: Her name is Pandora aside from appearing in every number 1 issue of the 52 title reboot no other information has been confirmed about the character so at the end of
2: flashpoint which was the 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 store the last big crossover event in the old dc universe before they did this reboot they had um, this lady, cloaked lady, show up in in when it was transitioning at the end to mm-hmm. the new universe, and like I, like you just said, uh, and she's appeared in every one of the first issues of the new fifty two, somewhat like not blatantly, like you'd have to. On some of them, you had it. She'd be hiding behind like a bush or a panel, or like it was very, very like the artist would hide her somewhere. Like
1: where's Waldo? Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> It was seriously. very much like that. It yeah. was very where's much Pandora? like
2: They actually had an entire web page of people just trying to figure out where she was, and like they most people could get like forty of them, but they couldn't find all fifty-two. But something she's obviously tied into why this universe exists you yep. she's going to be a main character and there's going to be more about her coming up in justice league apparently jeff john said and so yeah it's it's definitely something to watch
0: i was wondering if maybe they had multiple uh purposes for her if like maybe she was placed in there originally as a Fail safe if the reboot didn't could work, could then maybe she could have she's flipped the it back. I might think have been. she,
2: yeah, I'm starting to think she's like sort of like the mm-hmm. caretaker of this universe, right? But now like, that it's working, she'll, she'll probably, probably have a totally different yeah. role. But yeah. they probably prepared for that one way or the other, yeah, exactly. There was probably a reason, and if didn't. that's the case, that's really freaking smart, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's very interesting, actually, and it's kind of cool that she's got a name now. And it's a good name, too. Yeah, P-R is fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a good name to use. Yeah, exactly. and It'll be
0: interesting to see you know where they go with this, and yep. obviously they have a long I track. thought it was funny when uh, they were posting all the shots of her from Tiny Titans. Like, <laughs> yeah. she looked very goofy in that, and it was <laughs> yeah. odd that that was, like, the first major place yeah. where she was prominent. Yeah. Which it's
2: completely – if you guys don't know, Tiny Titans is completely – it's a kid's book, but it's pretty much a satire kind of on, like – superhero like it's a lot it's a lot of comedy and like kitty stuff but it's also like adult comedy too it's yeah. pretty funny
0: uh so that's uh, ongoing mystery this next story is incredibly controversial and there are some good things about it and some bad things about it overall uh lily collins who is playing snow white in the mirror mirror movie uh has been cast is this
1: supposed to be the good one or the the bad one the bad one I don't
0: know yeah Uh, Lily Collins has been cast in the lead role of Film District's remake of the Sam Raimi cult classic Uh, Evil Dead uh, oh yeah Collins will play the part of Mia a drug addict who is heading to the cabin along with her friends in an effort to detox but wait isn't the lead supposed to be that of Ashley J. Williams thank you better known as Ash as previously portrayed by the amazing Bruce Campbell not in this version and honestly can you blame them Bruce Campbell is Ash. While I don't agree that the movie needs to be remade at all, since they're going ahead with it anyway, it actually makes more sense to avoid trying to accomplish the impossible task of finding a new Ash. You can't get further away from that than changing the character's name and gender. Collins was most recently seen opposite Taylor Lautner in last year's Abduction, and stars as Snow White in this year's Mirror Mirror. The remake of Evil Dead is coming courtesy of Ghost House Pictures with the help of Sam Raimi and original producing partners Rob Taper and Bruce Campbell. Fede Alvarez will direct.
1: Well, it's good that they got those guys involved. Yeah, it's not I, like they went ahead and no. did this without permission. Like well, this. they're the
0: ones who wanted to, right? Yeah, it's so not probably, like someone even came to them and with
1: female that. leads in and horror and action are just that's all the rage now. Like that's yeah. people want to see tough chicks beating the shit yeah. out of. See, them.
0: I know you were shaking your head, Brian, when I said that the leads not
2: not Ash, <sighs> but at I, I, the I same time, I mean, I understand. It's just. I love Army of Darkness and Evil Dead 2 so much. It, it makes me kind of sad. To, like, but at the same time, Bruce Campbell is Ash. Would you be... You'd yeah, be even oh, more well, mad yeah, if there if was they, a horrible yeah. Ash. Yes, yeah. so I would. I would. You're
0: right. You're right. Yeah, Exactly.
1: How pissed would you be if they took the kid from abduction and made him Ash? I, like, I, would, oh like, my God. I would punch a wall right think now. About it, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd punch a wall and then a walrus. Yeah. <laughs> anything that had wall at the
2: beginning, I would start punching. It's going down.
0: <laughs> but
2: yeah, I, it's, I don't know. It's just I don't really see the need to... Again, with all these remakes, that's just my right. I don't
0: either, but they're going ahead with it anyway. So, so I yeah. think this is the best option.
1: It almost feels like the right way to do it. Like if you're going to mm. reboot something, don't try to remake what was already done. They're going with a whole new. story. Oh, still so like, there's right. the
2: cabin, and there's going to be right, the, right, but they've changed. Yeah, what it, the, 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 the protagonist. Like. The, yeah. So it's not yeah. like
1: you got to sit there and go, "Well, well I, you know, he wasn't it, as good." As, exactly, you know, Bruce Campbell yeah. was right. Yeah. Yeah. right. It's a whole new story. Yeah. It yeah.
0: gets rid of the comparison. It's the same yeah. concept, but it's reinterpreted. And true, it would
1: almost be no different than if they turn around and say, "Well, we're going to make." just another sequel. Yeah. It's a whole new character. It's basically what it's going to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like going back to the same cabin type thing. yeah. Um, Let's see. Movie news continuing on. Joss Whedon. We know you loves your Whedon, Brian. Joss Whedon, director (laughs) of Marvel's upcoming movie, The Avengers, (laughs) recently spoke with Entertainment Weekly about the film. During the interview, Whedon mentioned that a lot of it will take place from Captain America's perspective. Quote, I set out with a very simple problem. There's no reason for these people to be in the same movie. So that's what my movie has to be about, Whedon said. So much of the Avengers story takes place from Steve Rogers' perspective, since he's the guy who just woke up and sees this weird-ass world. Everyone else has been living in it. He's the guy that feels that sense of loss. The Avengers is very much about people who are alone, because I'm writing it, he joked, adding. Captain America is kind of the ultimate loner in that way. There's an anachronism to him, and Chris and I have always tried to make it, without making it goofy or too obvious, always tried to make him that same grounded 40s Steve Rogers he was in the other movie. So, makes sense to me. I mean, uh, Cap I, was I, the yeah. leader.
2: Uh, yeah, I, it makes sense, and I think it's also going to help the audience who may not be as familiar with the other movies where they have a character to sort of be like, okay, we're all, we're all going in this world together, and we're all seeing these things for the first time. Yeah. And, so I think it makes perfect sense, actually. And instead of just dropping everyone into this huge, super, the biggest superhero movie of all time with all these different characters, you're gonna have a, a way to get the the audience in. I think.
0: Yeah, it'd be really tough to juggle if you didn't set some prime focus. Yeah, mm-hmm. if not,
2: it's gonna be like all over the place. And yep. And plus, like it makes sense because, like he said, the last the Captain movie, Captain America was the last movie, and he woke up at the very end of it and was like, "Where the hell am I?" And yeah, you know, so spoiler
1: like, alert, spoiler. <laughs> well wow.
2: If you haven't seen it by now, too bad. Yeah, yeah. No. I
1: didn't see it. But I'm okay with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll catch up on them all, all right. a week before yeah.
0: Avengers comes out. <laughs> Watch them all at succession. I've seen most of them. Which yeah. could
1: actually be kind of exciting. I would just say I plan do on doing that yeah. right before Avengers comes well, I've out. I've seen most of them. What the, uh, the Captain Iron- America's shield popped up in the Hulk movie, right? Yep. yep. I've seen the Iron Man movies. Yep. Yep. I didn't see Thor. So you
2: just
0: need Thor and Captain, Captain America. Yeah, so those are the I've seen,
1: yeah. I've seen the rest. Yeah.
0: So just this year's stuff. Yeah. Uh, last one, and then we're going to take a quick break here. It uh, looks like the CW is getting some of its superhero action back as news has surfaced, saying the network is headed toward a uh, pilot order for a Green Arrow series. Like Bruce Wayne and, Stone- and Tony Stark, Oliver Queen is a billionaire with an alternate persona. The Emerald Archer gets the job done with an assortment of trick arrows, which he fires from uh, with the precision of Robin Hood. Fans of the CW's last superhero venture, Smallville, may remember the character as played by Justin Hartley on the series, who became a regular cast member in later seasons. Unfortunately, it would seem that fan-favorite Hartley is not involved in this project at all. Executive producing and writing duties uh, belong to Greg Berlanti, Mark Guggenheim, and Andrew Kreisberg. Kreisberg has some previous experience with the character, having written on the comic book. I think if they
2: were going to do this, why didn't they just spin off from Smallville? Because they've already established they they had a built-in fan base they had a great actor playing him i don't understand now they're like oh you know a year later we want to make a we want to do another show and we're going to redo green arrow and i don't know yeah and as smallville was winding down this is definitely something we had talked about yeah. before why i don't know why they didn't just lock it up and it would have been keep the same they had a whole crew already assembled it's a logical step to it, just and keep now they're it going to start over with someone who i mean I don't know. So, Mark Guggenheim is involved. one of the guys that wrote the Green Lantern movies. That doesn't make me uh, feel yeah. very good about yeah. this.
1: So, uh, is that uh, not building confidence for you? Uh, no. <laughs> okay.
2: So, I don't know. I just feel like they had these great writers and ca- and everything cast, and now they're just going to be like, okay, we're just going to start over, even though we just had a character called Green Arrow for how many seasons
0: on Smallville that yeah. they had a, as a main character? I think it was the last four seasons. Yeah, he was a major yeah. character. Yeah. And I what he, the hell is he Justin Hartley doing? Exactly.
2: That I mean, it's just... It's it's Like a no brainer, and then you had you know, you would have had all the fan base that watched Smallville automatically go, unless now, they're going with an older one, it could be. But I I just hope he's not gonna be like wearing like the friggin' like Robin Hood hat, and like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It, I, I mean, I'll watch it probably
0: and give it a shot, but I just don't like the way this sounds. So, speaking far. of Smallville, uh oh, speaking of Smallville, that uh, episode of Harry's Law. That had uh, Erica Durant's yeah. guest star aired this week with her in the Wonder Woman costume yeah. from the TV pilot. Yeah. That was some good stuff. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see the episode. I mean, I just I had the, the stuff up on the site that I had yeah. posted yeah. with her wearing it. I think mm. she looks better as Wonder Woman uh, than than Adrian Vlecky did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, that's that's a way to make use of the costume, <laughs> at least. I mean, they spent all that money making it. They yeah. might as well do something Here, with it. Yeah, <laughs> I think
2: that's funny. They didn't yeah. even try to hide it no. either. They were
0: just calling her Wonder Woman. That's pretty hilarious. She was like, that's what I identified with, and that's what I wore. <laughs> Very good. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with a whole bunch more news. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com Amazon.
1: Hi, this is John Schneider, you know, the, uh, the Bo Duke guy, or the Smallville guy, Jonathan Kent, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. That's not my generation. That's your generation. All right, we're
0: back, and let's jump right back into the news. Uh, Star Trek time, talking Star Trek sequel. Noel Clark and Benedict Cumberbatch—that is one of the oddest. That's the greatest that's a name lie. I know. That's the right? greatest name Benedict ever. Benedict Cumberbatch have both joined the cast <laughs> of the JJ Abrams <laughs> Star Trek sequel. Noel Clark is best known to sci-fi fans for playing Mickey Smith on Doctor Who. That was the uh, the guy who was Rose's boyfriend.
1: In the pilot that we watched. Oh yeah, way back. JJ Abrams got some new show coming out on TV too. Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Yeah, because the guy from uh, Jurassic Park's in it. Yeah, yeah. Doctor yep. Alan Grant. Sam, Sam Neal Yep. Yes.
0: Uh, sorry. Uh, no. Clark is best known to sci-fi <laughs> fans for playing Mickey Smith on Doctor <laughs> Who. While the specific role hasn't been released, it's being reported that Clark will play a family man with a wife and young daughter. So very mm-hmm. nonspecific. Yeah. Doesn't really... uh, Benedict Cumberbatch has been cast in a lead role, <laughs> yeah. but no other information has been given regarding what that might be. Cumberbatch can recently be seen on the big screen in War Horse and Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. He is best known for portraying the character of Sherlock Holmes on the BBC adaptation series, which is getting great reviews. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean. BBC's
1: on a roll, huh?
0: Yeah, they really are. Um, I heard that Cumberbatch might actually be the main villain.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah. Cummer- replacing. <laughs> My name All is Cumberbatch. All I Cumber picture that <laughs> character from Family Guy with a <laughs> jaw that's extended. Oh, jeez. Oh, I better do Cumberbatch. from Rawr. We're playing Croquet.
0: Super long, like chin sticking <laughs> out there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marvel smashes its way onto Facebook with the announcement of Marvel Avengers Alliance, Marvel a unique...
2: Smash.
1: Sorry,
0: <laughs> he keeps, he can't get oh,
1: That monster energy drink's kicking in. Yeah, monster for when you. Monster smash!
0: <laughs> it's clobbering time. Uh, a unique combat role-playing game experience with dozens of Marvel's most iconic heroes and villains. The game will be live on Facebook during quarter one of 2012 from Disney Interactive Media Group's Playdom Studios. Marvel Play-Doh Studios. It all sounds like. Marvel Avengers Alliance (laughs) takes place in the wake of a galaxy-wide disaster known as the Pulse, exposing Manhattan to attack from Marvel's most formidable villains. This is a new storyline for the Marvel Universe created specifically for the game. Players are recruited as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and tasked with assembling and leading teams of superheroes to keep New York City safe from the clutches of villains like Doctor Doom, Loki, the Red Skull, and Magneto, as well as holding off the forces of the organization's AIM and HYDRA. Marvel Avengers Alliance will give players the chance to build an unstoppable Marvel team from iconic Marvel characters, including Spider-Man, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk, Black Widow, and many more. Because all of a sudden, Black Widow is prominent in the Marvel yeah. universe. They're like people will think of Scarlet Johansson. They will like I want to. Then they will play. I want to use her. <laughs> Once a hero is added to the Avengers team, players can begin training them to unlock unique abilities and attacks, as well as using ISO 8 to further customize each character's stats, which I assume is some sort of menu system. Uh, Players will also be able to face off against each other, challenging their social graph in superpowered asynchronous PvP battles. So basically wow. it's uh gather your Marvel heroes and beat the crap out of each other. Cool. Yeah. I,
2: I don't on Facebook. I, I don't I hate Facebook games, I'll set that right out. Yeah. I don't play any of them, but this kinda
0: has me interested. <laughs> I was playing that uh wrestler one for a while. Oh yeah. Which one's and that? There's yeah. one was that was just called Wrestler.
2: <laughs> just called wrestler. Yeah, really? Yeah. I remember yeah. It, but it like, was like,
0: it was very like role playing y, oh, like oh, you build like, your yeah. wrestler and but then I stopped and it was they all they all start off fun and, and then get you really, get so, really yeah. boring. The only ones that make sense to me is um like, <laughs> the uh the Assassin's Creed um what the heck is it called I Legacy know. Yep, Legacy um that one actually tied in with the PS3 yeah, so game made, with Brotherhood yeah and you could level up your Assassins in the PS3 game by playing the Facebook game really yeah that's which yeah that's yeah, that's cool. a great so link. then when you sync them together it would mm-hmm. bring those stats over into the PS3 game that's that that's a reasonable yeah, that's cool yeah they need more yeah, stuff yeah, like I that going, going say on. That. Uh, Tim Burton is currently in talks with Warner Brothers to direct a live action version of Pinocchio. It's also being reported that Burton has a sight set on Robert Downey Jr. for the lead role of Pinocchio's creator, Geppetto. The Pinocchio story about a wooden puppet dreaming of becoming a real boy. I'm a real boy. A real <laughs> That's boy. a best line in matter. Shrek too. Best <laughs> line in Shrek too. Uh, puppet Dreaming of Becoming a Real Boy was first published in an Italian children's book written by Carlo Claudi and has been adapted several times, including the yeah. 1940 animated Disney classic. The role of Geppetto would likely be expanded as the version being developed at Warner Brothers involves the woodcarver embarking on a quest to reunite with his missing marionette. Mm. Sources at The Hollywood Reporter say that Downey has expressed serious interest in the project, but his busy schedule must still be worked out. Warner Brothers is hoping that Burton and Downey commit soon so the project can be fast-tracked.
1: We'll pay you $5 million. Hmm. No. Well, it all
0: depends what else he's got going on. Yeah. He's got they a did, lot on his plate. They've already
1: done a live. Remember uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Remember the, the really? live act? Yeah. yeah. It
0: was not a major release, though. I thought it was a TV movie. Oh, was it? I thought. I I just thought. remember it. I vaguely had yeah. like, an image of it. I, I think mean. that was like an ABC family oh. <laughs> An ABC movie. family classic. Yeah. Classic, even though it's the first time they're showing it.
1: I don't yeah, know. I know that blows my mind. I call something a classic; <laughs> it
0: just happened. It's not like they're the instant classic, but right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Whatever. I'm not a big fan of
2: Burton's. You know, Work. Re- well, no. I like <laughs> his, I like Some his Batman, his Sleepy Hollow, yeah. Beetlejuice, his Peeves Big Adventure. But like when you yep. get Alice in Wonderland, yeah, it was garbage. Oh, yeah. garbage. I don't want him. I don't. It's just probably be more like that. I don't really want to watch it. The so. inside of the whale will have
0: like neon lights. And yeah, it's gonna be all fucking
2: goth. <laughs> Tokyo <That was laughs> like is a, was a goth. His <laughs>
0: a little town in the middle yeah. of the whale's belly. Uh, let's see, Batman Earth One is an original graphic novel which reinterprets the story of the Dark Knight into a modern day setting. Best-selling author Jeff Johns and acclaimed artist Gary Frank have teamed up to present this new version of Batman. Quote, Gary and I are tackling Batman from the beginning before he knows what he's doing, and with a very different ultimate goal in mind, said Johns. He's never left Gotham, and our Gotham and the people in it are very gray. Our heroes unlikely, our villain's hidden. Our story is only beginning with Volume 1. It's essentially the first piece of the jigsaw, said Frank. "He's not the peop- He's not the Batman people know, but he might be one day. He's certainly not yet a superhero. The fun is to watch him piece the persona together, drawing on his experiences and the influences of those around him. At this stage, the idea of becoming a superhero hasn't even entered his head. Mm. I'm more interested in this with the fact that Jeff Johns is involved in it. I I read Superman Earth One and it was good, but a little underwhelming.
2: Yeah, this I think is going to be fantastic. I mean, it's, it sounds like a really cool, like, Pre year one, year you know what I mean? Like a, it's 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 Batman before he first came back. They've done so many. Yeah. This is how he became Batman, Batman BC. But yeah, but this is gonna be like the transformation of him finding that. I know they did it in Batman Begins, but you know what I mean? Like a,
0: right, right. I think it's, it's him developing
1: the. Character. The only yeah.
0: thing that's missing from I don't know if I like the fact that they're keeping him tied to Gotham where he's and he's leave. not leaving yeah. to go. Like how do you get that experience yeah. if you don't leave that one city? Yeah that's such a narrow view of the world that i think is counterproductive mm-hmm. but i don't know be interesting to see how they do it i think it's going to be a, it's going to be a huge hit i think oh obviously it will be yeah and the whole earth one idea of putting things out as trades and they're mm-hmm. putting it out obviously right when dark knight rises comes out so. right so it's it's smart marketing yeah. at least uh, john francis daly and jonathan goldstein the writing team behind Horrible Bosses have reportedly signed on to write a sequel to the surprisingly profitable 2011 comedy. I really liked Horrible Bosses, oh. personally. You didn't like it? I didn't see it.
1: It was on my shit list. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, I, it was another one of those movies where everybody was like, oh, this thing was hysterical, this thing was so funny. Yep. And I got it from Redbox, and when I finally watched it, I was like, it was funny? But well, I think that's you guys the way, brides way too much.
0: Bridesmaids was that way for me.
1: Yeah, where Everyone's like, it's the greatest right, movie. Right.
0: Everyone said it was like a female Hangover. And I was like, that sounds really good. And everyone's like, oh, it's so funny. I was like, mm. it was funny. But yeah. not like everyone said it was. So the question is, who do I believe? No, I'm <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> I, I, seem like a movie you make
2: a
1: sequel to. No, so, no it, it, it doesn't. Like the hangover, yeah, honestly, it honestly Why would there be a sequel to that? Yeah,
0: that's why, yeah. I can agree with that. I don't know why they're making a I did watch it, finally. Well, actually, I know why they're making a sequel. I don't know why their storyline. You watched The Hangover The Hangover 2? Is it as bad as Rob says? 2 is horrible.
1: It was... I got bored. Yeah. Because it was like you were watching the same thing. Yeah, that's what I heard. If they do a third one, the storyline needs to be drastic.
0: They've already said that it's it's not the same formula for the third, and they are doing a third. Oh, my Lord. But uh, anyway, the movie, Horrible Bosses, made for about $35 million, ended up grossing $117 million domestically and $2,009 million worldwide. So... It was a hugely profitable movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. While nothing has been confirmed for returning cast members, it's it's expected that Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, and Jason Sudeikis will again take on the starring roles. Director Seth Gordon is already in talks with the studio to make his return.
1: And this time, they're the bosses, and people are trying to kill them. That at least would uh, well, be. That would yeah. actually be yeah.
2: I was gonna say you probably got the plot right. It's got to be
1: something like that, right? Because they can't do People the same have gone thing off again. And open their own businesses, and yeah, who knows?
0: That would make more sense. Now they're like in the defense yeah. perimeter against yep.
1: <laughs> an army of zombies trying to attack them. Yeah, they've gone
0: way. You do hard. have to admit, in horrible bosses, that Jennifer Aniston was. Uh, she did look hot. Yeah,
1: generally, I'm like, oh, she's too thin. Like I always yeah. felt. Like, no, I the, was like, like, open doctor's I, coat. Was, oh, my, oh my God. God. I was like, I wish I had a boss like that. <laughs> I
0: know, right? I think everyone was thinking God. that. Uh, <laughs> and we segue on. <laughs> Here you go, Mike. This one's for you. Oh, it's being reported by the L.A. Times that World War Z, the most expensive zombie movie in Hollywood history, is being planned as a trilogy. The film is based on the novel of the same name by Max Brooks with Brad Pitt in the lead role as a United Nations fact finder and family man who desperately races around the globe to determine the origins of a zombie pandemic that has toppled civilization. Directed by Mark Forster, this would also be the first major franchise with Pitt attached. World War Z is set to hit theaters on December 21st, 2012.
1: Man, if the world falls... i got to go see the matinee of this, man. <laughs> In case the world starts to fall apart, at least I can watch it before it happens. There you go. What if it falls apart while you're watching it? <laughs> no, what if right at the end, like the screen comes crashing These are down. really good immersive effects. Well, right. these zombies
0: look really realistic as they come... <laughs> They've hired people to sit in the theater yeah, that as zombies. This awesome. I don't know. That's cool. I don't know.
1: Now it's a trilogy, which means it's uh, going to take six years to Pretty watch much. the whole thing. So. Something like that, like, at uh, least. Cool. As long as, I don't know, are, are they following the book?
0: As I don't know. I, I, I guess. remember Anna
1: saying something about... They she gonna, loves the series of books. They so. were like stepping away from the story in the book and she got upset I don't about know if that. there's any news about
0: the movie's story from the book at all. I haven't seen anything, at least. Yeah, I don't know. Aside from what I just read. <laughs> cool. I don't know. We shall see. New Line Cinema has been planning a remake of Police Academy, one of its oh. <laughs> longest running movie franchises, and recently found their director in Scott Zibelski. Well, <laughs> o- I
2: don't know if that's right. Oh, like Zab- uh well, that's no, right.
0: That's right. uh <laughs> only prior directing credits include several episodes of Comedy Central's Tosh.0. Oh. While directing experience may be low, he went through the Hollywood Academy. He went not the hell Hollywood Academy. He went through the police academy himself, <laughs> and currently serves as a reserve police officer in West Hollywood. So that makes him an expert on police stuff. I want to go to the Hollywood Academy. The I know right yeah. whole idea of that movie. Was Where's the to Hollywood to Academy? Funniest. Where do I sign up for that? I can't believe like, do I been... get a dentist like Jennifer Aniston <laughs> <laughs> in the Hollywood Academy? <laughs>
2: God. They said that they were going to do this for years. That they were going to they were going to do a reunion movie where they were all going to come back, and that was actually in production. And then it got canceled. And now they're going to do a remake. You know, I
0: don't yeah. know. Uh, the original Police Academy films started at Warner Brothers in 1984 and spanned seven films through 1994. Leave it alone. The last one was Mission to Moscow, and it went director of via- uh, director video. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> honestly, I don't have a big problem with this even though, like, the remake and redone thing is so overdone. Like, Police Academy is one of those things where you could do, like, Police Academy the next class.
1: Oh, yeah. They, and it's it's something yeah.
0: ongoing. I mean, the cast was changing all the yeah, time. Yeah, they never... Gutenberg yeah. was only in, like, the first three or four. Yeah, I think instead of doing a remake, they should just, like...
1: Make another The one. Evil
0: Dead thing, just keep going. I mean, they have, what, seven movies Dude, already? they could bring back the sound effect guy. He's not doing anything. Yeah, Michael
2: Winslow is right. yeah, all, all over that.
0: They,
1: He'll he'll be like i will i will in. <laughs> he'll probably be like the head, uh, yeah, the chief or whatever.
2: Yeah, exactly. Tackleberry's still around. No, he's dead. What? What? The actor who played him died of a heart attack. Like, did he? Like 99.
0: You know what? I think now that you say it, I think you're right. Yeah, he did not. Oh. I didn't mean to be b- b- sad and tackleberry. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene Tackleberry. Yeah, that was awesome. rest in peace. Awesome. Uh, Speaking. Oh, I already brought this up. I forgot I had it in my news. Erica Durance made use of the Wonder Woman <laughs> costume originally worn by Adrian Pilecki in David E. Kelly's TV pilot when she made a guest appearance on a recent episode of Harry's Law. In the episode, Durance plays a woman on trial for vigilantism that dons the Wonder Woman costume when prowling the streets. For those wondering where the connection comes in, Harry's Law was also created by David E. Kelly, which apparently made borrowing the costume a bit easier. <laughs> and she looked hot, but we already talked about this. <laughs> I got to read my own news once in a while. (laughs) Just remember. It was in my head, I guess. Yeah. All right. Last story. And I don't even know why I'm reporting on this because people probably don't care. But it was TV news. MTV series Punked is returning for an all new season on Monday, March 19th. Hmm. The series, which became a pop nope. culture phenomenon, is back. No. Oh, yes, it is, Brian. I don't know. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I know you're in denial, yeah. but it is. Uh, which became a pop culture phenomenon is back, revealing the vulnerable and fun loving side of Hollywood's A list celebrities. Uh-huh. Yeah, this right.
1: time hosted by The Beeb. <laughs> it should say,
0: revealing the totally fake and fun. No. Well, now that you say that. Uh no oh, no. This season Ashton Kutcher is passing the torch to a different celebrity host each week including Justin no. Bieber,
1: <laughs> Miley
0: Cyrus, Kellen <laughs> Lutz, Bam Margera, and punked alum Dak Shepard, among many others, who will punk their unsuspecting oh famous friends.
1: Oh, this is funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're going to replace shit. this waiter with one of my
0: friends, and he's going to get oh.
1: That's right. You'll be able to catch up on the clips of this in the next season of Beavis and Butthead. And I know, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking forward that's to. Like the only time we'll watch it.
0: Punked is taken to a whole new level this season, with more complex, hilarious, and oh fun punks God. than ever before. The
1: only good thing that could happen would be CM Punk shows up <laughs> and beats the shit out of Justin Bieber for stealing his gimmick.
0: For the first time in the series history, the curtain will be pulled back, giving viewers an inside look at what goes on behind the scenes to pull off these Ooh. elaborate pranks. That's probably the most interesting part of uh. it. But at the same time, uh, my biggest complaint is that the word punk is going to be back in the vernacular. I you thought, got I you was got so pumped. happy. Yeah, I was so happy that was gone.
2: <laughs> but now it's back. They may not be back to stay, though.
1: So. We have to end the new show on that. Yeah, what yeah. a downer.
0: I like to end the new show on a terrible
1: you are, yeah,
2: so we don't want to be like, oh, that
0: sucks. Would you That's rather fun. I had that, like, chunked in the middle yes. somewhere? Yes. Really? Before the break. And then I, I would have been like, all right, I'm done. All right, well, let's all think about Erica Durant in Wonder, <laughs> Wonder Woman costume. <laughs> or Jennifer Anderson <laughs> as Jennifer a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> and wait. And we're at happy Or places. think about them together. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, then. Okay, so you let's end know. The show. Right. <laughs> You're welcome, folks. Final thought. Something you would like to play. Bug Brian Lipsitz, um, be Ryan, be wrong right. You're making me laugh Say now. To my <laughs> <laughs> I hate
2: you both though. Um You can find me on Twitter at Xander Harris, and you can find me on Facebook, and you can Bazinga. I hate you both. <laughs> Never
1: mind. I'm both? done. What did I do? Nah, I hate Rob. Continue. <laughs> yeah. I hate me button. too. I'm standing here.
0: Sorry. Your presence inspires me.
1: Oh, to so what? I'm, I'm done. Just bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Okay. Yeah, I am done i am done. Genuine. Mike Volpe. Uh, you can go to Facebook.com <laughs> slash SBV Fitness. Bazinga and... him now. <laughs> he doesn't care, though. Uh, I, yeah, okay. I interrupt him with any sort of thing. It's like I'm all the time. It. We've been doing this since what? Episode 40? You pressed the wrong button!
0: <laughs> See, I pressed the wrong button. I meant to hit Bazinga, but I, Deadpool was angry.
1: I'm done. SBV Fitness. <laughs> yeah, there. so whatever. Okay. <laughs> Oh, this is the worst plug ever. <laughs> is like, we're just like we're done. Don't even follow us. No one look
2: us up online. I don't want to see anyone.
0: I do. Uh, so <laughs> if you want to see if you want to see me, go to dot geekgeneration.com to find the articles that we write about. There's a button to subscribe in iTunes where you can rate the show and write a review. Please do that. Also, uh yeah, well, nominations are not accepting anymore, so I should probably take that out of the show notes. <laughs> uh, but we will be doing the Geeky Awards coming up very soon. Very excited about that. Any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on a future episode, you can send those to podcasts at the geekgeneration.com or at Geek Generation on Twitter, or call 508-316-9787 and leave us a voicemail. If you'd like to submit an article to the site or an audio file to this show, you can send those to guests at the geekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site is also on our site and Uh, Right now, Machine Supremacy has actually decided to release a whole bunch of their albums for free downloads on their website. They have like four albums totally available for free, including our show theme, The Great Gianna Sisters, is up there as well in its entirety. So check that out. Absolutely. It's great, great uh, stuff. They have a lot of good music. So check that out. And we will see you guys next week with the amazing Chris (sighs) Gore. Yay, we'll see you guys next week. We'll later. Bye.
1: Make it so.